This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, Parshas Kisisa, you know, we're almost up to Pesach, but we don't want to overlook um, the Parshios at hand. And a very interesting topic in Parshas Kisisa is the union of the Ketairas. <clears throat> if you look at, about the ingredients in the Ketairas, the Torah tells us very few ingredients. The Torah says, Vayerim Hashem HaMoshe, Kach Samim, Take spices. What are they? Notaf, shcheles, chelbena, samim. Other spices. Levaina zaka, pure levaina, bad bevadia of equal measure. So, if you were just uh, reading the simple psukim, if I were to ask you how many ingredients are there in the tyrant? <coughs> four. What are they? Notaf, shcheles, chelbena, levaina. And yet, very interestingly. Even though the Torah only mentions four ingredients in the Ketairas, the Gemara actually says there were many, many other ingredients that are not listed in the Pasuk. And the Gemara says like this, <coughs> the Gemara in Krisos, Davava Mebez, number two on Yeshit, Zamra Abiyachanan, Yodalif, Samimonim, Nemruloi, Lemoshe Besinai. There were 11 spices that were told to Moshe Abino and Harsinai. What are they? Amar of Huna, Micra, what does the Pasuk mean? Kach lecha samim. Now, samim, spices, is an unspecified amount. How many is samim? How many spices? So, miut, samim, shnayim, two. So, you start off with two spices. Then you have natav, that's three. Shcheles is four. Chelbena, five. So, you have a total of five. Then the Torah says again, samim. So, if the Torah is saying samim, samim is a description of the above mentioned. In other words, another how many? Another five. So again, Samim is two. Nataf is three. Shcheles is four. Chelbanah is five. Then Samim again is another five. Ha'asara, that's ten. Olevayna zaka. And you have Levaina Chad, that's one. Ha'chad, three. That's eleven. Okay? A total of eleven spices in the Ketairas. So out of the eleven spices in the Ketairas, how many does the Chumash tell us about? Four. Four of the spices. What happened to the other seven? Halacha, Lamoisha, Misinai. That's why Rashi brings down, Rashi number three, Rashi in this week's parish. Mikalam du Rabbi Seinu from this Pasuk, Chazal derived, Yoralif Samimanim Nemroloi Lamoisha Misinai, Hashem Tomoisha Abeno about 11 spices. What are they? Rashi goes through again. Samim is two, Nataf is three, Shcheles is four, Chelbana is five, Samim again is another five, Levaina Zaka is 11. So if you're bothered, you know, you're not going to be able to fall asleep tonight. What are they? What are they called? You know, you're going to want to go to your local uh, spice store, Pereg, on Main Street. You want to go buy the spices. I don't think it's open anymore. But you're going to want to go buy the spices. By the way, don't do it because uh, if you make katyrus un, uh, unlawfully, it's a very serious uh, penalty. But if you, you know, you want to write down the ingredients in your cookbook, what are they? So Rashi says, what are they? Sorry? Sipiren? Chelbana, Levaina, Meyer, Ktsia. Not Rabbi Yaakov Emden Sefer, Mara Ktsia. These are two different ingredients, right? Mara Ktsia. Shibolas Nerd. Rashi's going to say Shibolas Nerd are one. Charkoim, that's eight. Okay, you got the, you got the cook, the, the list. Then you have Hakoisht, Kilufa, Kinamain. Right? One of them we know, right? Cinnamon. That's the one we know. So you got your cinnamon, you got one out of 11. So these are the 11 spices of the Ketairas. Tsari, Tsipiren, Chelbana, Levaina, Meir, Ktsia, Shibalas, Nerd, Charkoim, Kaisht, Kilufa, Kinamain. 
11. And the obvious problem is, why does the Torah not tell us about seven of them? Why is it that four of the spices the Torah tells us about? And seven of them, you know, it leads to halacha l'mosh Sinai. So the Vilna Gaon tells us that what the Torah is doing here is it's being merames. It's alluding to a very important idea. And the idea is like this. The Pasuk in Yecheskel, that the Gemara and Bracho cites, the Pasuk in Yecheskel is talking about the Mizbeach. And the Pasuk in Yecheskel is, you know, vacillating between two different terminologies for the Mizbeach. First, the Pasuk says, HaMizbeach eats Sholosh Amos Gavaya. It says the Mizbeach was three Amos tall. And then it says, Uksiv Vayedaber Eli Zeh HaShulchan Asher Lefnei Hashem. First it calls it a Mizbeach, and then it says about the Mizbeach, this is the table before God. So the Gemara is bothered. Make up your mind. Is this a Mizbeach or is this a Shulchan? What is it? Says the Gemara, famous Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Lazar, Damri, Tarvayu, Kozman, Shebeis HaMikdosh, Kayam, Mizbeach, Mechaven. As long as the Beis HaMikdosh stands, through what do we gain atonement? Through the Mizbeach. Right? The Mizbeach brings atonement. You could bring a carbon chatas, a carbon asham, a carbon uh, <coughs> oila. You could get atonement on the Mizbeach. And what do we do nowadays that we don't have a Mizbeach? The Akshav, Shulchanai, Shal Adam, Mechaper Olam. Nowadays, when we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, and we don't have a Mizbeach, how does a person get Kaparo? The table. The table, through a person's table, you get Kaparo. In other words, a person's table is like his Mizbeach. Right? And we're all familiar, right? Remember? The, the Baba used to tell you, don't sit on the table. The table is... No? Somebody? Right? A mizbeach. Right? Your mother tells you all the time. Don't, don't put your feet on the table. Don't, don't put your shoes on the table. Don't do something disrespectful on the table. Your table is a mizbeach. Right? Don't stand on the table. Don't sit on the table. Right? You have to treat the table properly. Your table is like a mizbeach. Very interesting. Says the Vilna Gain, if the Mizbeach is, in essence, if the, your person's table is his Mizbeach, so a person's table should be reminiscent of the Mizbeach. If you look at the ingredients of the Ketorah, says the Vilna Gain in a number of places, in the Koyal Eliyahu is Kof Pezayin, in the Divrei Eliyahu, Dafnon Hei, and Brachas. If you look at the ingredients that the Torah tells us about, the Ketorahs, what are they? Shecheles starts with a Shin. Levaina starts with a Lamed. Chelbana starts with a Ches. Natav starts with a Nun. What do you got? Shulchan. The ingredients that the Torah gives us, right? The other seven is Halakha Mashmi Sinai. The four ingredients the Torah tells us that are the Torahs that we know about spell out Shulchan. What does this hint to? It hints to the idea that a person's table is like a Mizbeach. Right? After all, the ingredients that are placed on the Mizbeach spell out Shulchan, says the Gra. This is a clear reference to the idea of the Gemara and Brachos that a person's table is like his Mizbeach. Right? You could take a look. Let's see in number five, uh, four li- five lines down, Yeshlevar al Piremez. You could explain al Piremez, Dinemen Ayun Aleph, Samamaniak Taras, Nisparshu Bemikra, Rakar Bameyam. The Torah only tells us four. Vahasharasio Midrasha, the rest we derive, right? Through. Through the Yud Gimel Midah Shatanah, through Halach L'Mashim Sinai, says the Grav, Inei Ha'arba, Ha'mafurashim B'Mikra, the four that it spells out, Shcheles, Levaina, Chelbana, Natav, spells what? Shulchan.
So says the Vilna Gain, right? That's our, uh, our contribution from the great uh, Litfish authorities. On the other extreme, on the other extreme, the very same comment we find in the Sefer Agra, the Perka, from Rabbi Tzvi Harish Mizidachev. Mizidachev. He says again, Shechelas Shin, Chelbana, Ches, Levaina, Lamed, Nataf, Nun, spells out Shochan. What does that teach me? The very same concept that the person's table is like the Mizbeach in the Mishkan in the Beis HaMikdash. And then he says a very beautiful idea. There's a Pasuk in Shir Hashirim. Anybody lane Shir Hashirim over here? Right? No? So how did I... Right? Mizais Hanishkafa Kemai Shachar Shachar Shin Yafa Kalavana Levana Lamed Bara Kachama Ches these are the four great qualities of Klai Yisrael. We're compared to the morning. We're compared to the moon. We're compared to the sun. We are dignified in banners. Right? Shachar, Shin, Levana, Lamed, Chama, Ches, Nidgalais, Nun, Shulchan. The person's table. You want to know the greatness of the Yid? Look at their table. Don't look at their Svarim Shrank. Don't look at their Tzedakah account. Look at their dining room table. That's how you could tell the greatness of a Jew. The problem though is, when the Baba used to tell you, don't sit on the table, because it was like a Mizbeach, right? Which Mizbeach was she talking about? We know we have two Mizbeachs, right? We have the outer Mizbeach, mm-hmm. the outer Mizbeach, the Mizbeach Hanachoshes, Mizbeach Hachitzayin, that's the Mizbeach, right? What did you do on that Mizbeach? You brought Karbanos. You shechted animals. You burnt animals. You brought sacrifices. You, what, what ingredient did you add to every single sacrifice on the outer Mizbeach? Every sacrifice has to have what? Salt. salt. Why do we have salt on our tables? <coughs> Says the Ramah in Simon Kuf Samachzayin in Archaim. Mitzvah lahavi al shulchan melach. There's a mitzvah to have salt on the table before you break the bread. Why? Because the shulchan is like what? The Mizbeach. And on Beth Mizbeach it says, I'll call Karbancha Takriv Melach. So since you're Karbanais, you need to have salt. You should have salt on the table. So which Mizbeach is Ramah saying that our dining room tables should be like? Mizbeach Hachitzain. The outer Mizbeach. Right? We know there's a concept that when a Jew eats L'Shem Shamayim, if you eat for the sake of heaven, right? If you, if you eat a meal, you're not supposed to think, oh, I'm eating this meal because it tastes delicious. You should think a little bit more. I'm eating the meal, it tastes delicious, it's giving me simcha, it's giving me kayach, it's giving me strength, it, give, it gives me the ability to daven, to learn, to serve Hashem, to do mitzvahs. When a Jew eats Hashem Shemayim, it's as if he's being makr of a carbon. He's being makr of a carbon. In fact, the hafla writes, the Panamiyafes writes, that when a Jew eats properly, it's even greater than offering a carbon. Why is it greater than offering a carbon? He says like this, you have a piece of salad. What you know, in terms of order of matter, you have different levels of uh, matter. You have something called doimem, right? What's doimem? An inanimate object, right? A rock. Sure. Then you have soimeach, uh, some plants that grow. You have chai, living things. And the highest order is medaber. Supposedly, yes. Right? So you take a piece of lettuce, salad, for those of you who eat it. Piece of, you take a piece of salad. You, you, right? you put it in your mouth, you chew it, you digest it, and it becomes You! So you've elevated something which is a tzaymeach all the way up to the highest order unto chayim medaber. So you've elevated that item. Even if you eat an animal, right? You had, you had a behemoth. You eat a piece of lamb chops. You eat a steak. 
So it used to be a cow, and now it's you. So hopefully that's an elevation for it, right? Mm, <laughs> hopefully that's an elevation. In sure. fact, the Gemara says in Amorath, it's not to eat meat. You know why? What right does he have to, uh, to take away the life? Maybe, maybe that's why the vegetarians, they don't eat meat. Because for them, taka, it's not an elevation to, to, to eat the animal. It's not, it's not raising the animal up. But a Tamar Chacham is allowed to eat meat. It's a great thing for a Tamar Chacham. is doing a great favor for the animal. Right? Why would the cow want to be a cow if it could be the Tamar Chacham? So when you eat the cow, you, should, you know, you're doing the cow, you're doing Elsie a big favor. Right? Until now, it's just Elsie. Now it's a Jew that's coming to a shear. So you did the cow a big favor. And in that sense, you're offering a carbon. You're, it's a sacrifice. So the concept that a person's table is like a Mizbeach. Which Mizbeach? The Mizbeach HaChitzoyn. The outer Mizbeach. So what is the Gra talking about? That the words Shechelas, Levaina, Chalbana, Nataf, spell out Shulchan, these were the ingredients of what? The, the Ketairas. The Ketairas was the incense brought on which Mizbeach? The Mizbeach HaPnim, the inner Mizbeach. On that Mizbeach, there's no salt, nothing is eaten, nothing is sacrificed. Since when is a table like the inner Mizbeach? I understand, it's like the outer Mizbeach. The outer Mizbeach, you're eating animals. So on your table, when you eat an animal and you eat it right, so it's like the outer Mizbeach. But what, now, now we're supposed to be offering incense on our tables? You know, what are we supposed to be doing? You know, smoking, uh, who knows what? What is the girl talking about? The Gra is saying that the reason why the Torah says these four ingredients of the Torah is because they spell out Shulchan, because your table is like the Mizbeach. Wrong Mizbeach. Get the wrong Mizbeach. Okay. Rabbi Sai, you know, you can't forget about Purim, even though, you know, we're up to, we're ready within the embrace of Pesach, we're ready within 30 days of Pesach, but, you know, can't help ourselves just to talk about Purim a little bit. Now, the Gemara says in Masech to Megillah, that the Talmidim of Rabbi Shimba Yechai asked him, no, Rebbe, what did the Jews do in the times of Haman that they invoked the wrath of Hashem that they deserved, they incurred this great punishment that they were going to be wiped out? So Rabbi Shimba Yechai, like every good Rebbe, says, no, my dear Talmidim, what do you say? So what did they say? They said because they were nene from the Suda of, of Ahasuerus. So, everyone asked the question, they were nene from the Suda? Say it straight out. They ate at the Suda. Why does the Gemara say they were nene from the Suda? The Gemara should say, they ate at the Suda. Right? A lot of people ask this question on our sheet. We have from the Sefer Beis Shmuel Achrain. Yeah, I discovered it yesterday. <laughs> but the Sefer Beis Shmuel Achrain asked this question, why does the Gemara say they were nene? What does nene mean? They derived benefit. I mean, why are we... Using this vague expression, just say straight, they ate at the Suda. And furthermore, Rabbi Tzadik HaKoyen asks, what was wrong with the fact that they ate at the Suda? Everything was kosher. Everything was kosher. They had five, right? The Gemara says that Achashosh did everything last, to fulfill everyone's desire, Mordechai and Haman. That means Mordechai was allowed to get the greatest hashgacha, right? So every piece of food had, you know, badats, Every hashgacha. Yeah, this guy doesn't trust that hashgacha. This guy, right? So you had ten different hashgachas on every piece of food. You had five mashgichim there from every type of Jew standing over as they shechted the animal. You had a satmer mashgiach, a belzer mashgiach. And there was no questions about the kashras. There was no food there that anybody wouldn't eat. Yeah? 
So what did they do wrong? If the food was kosher, what did they do wrong? Okay. So we come to an amazing idea. And the idea is like this. The idea is advanced by the Ben Chai, Right? The Ben Chai tells us, not in the Benish, Sefer Ben Chai, but in the Sefer Oid Yosef Chai. Right? Everyone, anyone have that one? You ever hear? Oid Yosef Chai, the drushes of the Ben Chai in Parshas Truma. And he tells us an amazing thing. This idea that we've been saying our whole lives, that a person's table is like the Mizbeach. Which Mizbeach is it like? Both Mizbeachos. It's like the Mizbeach HaChitzayin, and it's like the Mizbeach HaPnim. So in reality, a person's table is really greater than the Mizbeach, because each Mizbeach is only one. The table is both Mizbeachos combined. Look what he writes in number 14. The Shulchan takes the place of the Mizbeach. When the was standing, says But wait a second, didn't we have two Mizbechos? It's also known. We had two altars. The inner one that we sacrifice, that we burnt incense. The chitz on the carbonus and the outer one for carbonus. Oilois, temidim, musafim, says the Ben in the name of the great Makubal. Rav Shalom Sharabi, he writes. V'chein hoyro lanu rabbeinu harashash. Rav Shalom Sharabi. Shekol adam yenizar. You know what you need to do at your table? Learn about Ketairas. Learn about Karbanos. Why? Because in effect, your table is both the Mizbeach HaChitzayin and the Mizbeach HaKetairas. An amazing concept. <coughs> so this idea that we heard our whole life, that our table is like the Mizbeach. Which Mizbeach? Both. It has aspects of the Mizbeach that we offered Karbanos. It has aspects of the Mizbeach that we offered Ketairas. Now, what exactly are we doing at the table that is reminiscent of Ketairas? Right? I understand what we do at the table that's reminiscent of Karbanos. The Gemara says, if you feed an Ani at your table, you feed someone who doesn't have food, you feed them at your table, that's a way of offering a carbon. You feed someone who needs a meal at your table, you eat L'Shem Shamayim, the consumption of the food, either by you if you do it properly, or by the people you give it to, is a form of sacrifice. But what are we doing at our table that is reminiscent of the Katairas? And Rabbi, so let me ask you another question. What was the function of the Ketairas? What did the Ketairas accomplish? It smelled good. What did it do? What did it accomplish? The Gemara tells us in Masech Yuma that the purpose of the Ketairas, it brought Kapara for Kaingado, the Kaihanim, and all of Klaith. The Gemara asks, what did the Ketairas bring atonement for? Says the Gemara in Yuma Daf Mem Dalid, Tana Debe Rabbi Shmuel, three lines from the end. Ama Ketairas Mechaperas, Aloshin Hara. Ketairas atoned for Aloshin Hara. Why? Right here. What does Ketairas sound like? Nothing much. Sizzling, right? It sounds like someone's chattering. It sounds like someone's, you know, speaking. So the Maisa Chashai, the silent burning of the Ketairas, atoned for the silent chatter of Aloshin Hara. So then what exactly are we doing at our table, which is in the place of Ketairas, that atones for Lashon Hara? 
So we come to, right, if anything, we're trying to avoid speaking Lashon Hara. I mean, hopefully you don't speak Lashon But what are we doing at our table that is in the place of Ktairas that atones for Lashon Hara? So this Pasuk that the Gemara and Brachos quoted, that a person's table is like a Mizbeach, is quoted elsewhere. It's quoted in Perkei Aves. What does the Mishnah tell us in Perkei Aves? Reb Shimon Oimer. Reb Shimon says, Rabbi said, which Reb Shimon is this? Reb Shimon Three people sitting at a table. And they eat, and they schmooze, and they talk, and they eat some more. And they don't have episa, Yiddish Avart to say, they don't have one piece of Tyra to say. It's like they ate off an altar of idolatry. It's like they ate from the table of the dead. You know what God considers that table? Three people sitting around the table, they're eating and they don't say Divrei Tyra. You know what that's like? God says it's like vomit and saya. That's not a good thing. That's, yeah. But three people that sit around the table and they speak the Torah. It's like they ate from the table of God. If a person speaks the Torah at the table, it's like you ate from the table of God. So putting two and two together... If the Mishnah Perkei says that when you speak Divrei at the table, it's like you spoke at, it's like you ate from the table of God. And what Pasuk does it quote? Zeh HaShulchan Asher Lefnei Hashem. And the Gemara in Brachos says that your table is like a Mizbeach, like the Pasuk says, Zeh HaShulchan Lefnei Hashem. So what do we do at our table that makes the table into the Mizbeach HaKetairas? Divrei Tairas. Right? After all, the Ketairas was Maisach HaShai. It was the Silent noise. So the Divrei Torah is reminiscent of the Ketairas. The words of Torah at the table are reminiscent at the Ketairas. Now, we're going to divert for a few moments and talk about the Indian of speaking Divrei Torah at the table. It's a very important thing. After all, the Mishnah says in Avos, if you eat at a table and you don't learn, bad news. So, what do we do? Do we do this? Do we not do this? Is benching good enough? Is Shehamalos good enough? Is al Naros Babo good enough? Is a bracha good enough? Comes Rabbi Vajimi Bartanura, and the Bartanura says, Don't get so hung up on the Divrei Torah business. If you're a from Jew, what are you going to do after you eat? You're going to bench. Benching is Divrei Torah. You know, you say, You say uh, prayer, you say shvach, you say hoida. Birchas Hamazon is sufficient. Bartanura says, Birchas Hamazon Shemavarchan al Shulchan. Yaitzin yidei chayvasan. You're yaitzin. Baratinura paskins, you don't have to learn, right? So you, you could breathe a sigh of relief <coughs> at least for three seconds. Comes the Taisus Yamtiv. And Taisus Yamtiv says, one, one second. Benching is good enough? So you're telling me that, what's Perkei Avais? Perkei Avais is telling you the basic laws or Perkei Avais is telling you mili de chasidus, pious practices. Telling you pious practices. So you're telling me Reb Shimon is coming to Writing in Perkei Avos, when you eat at a table, say Berchas Hamazon. Atu Bereshi asking on? What, Rav Shem is talking to Rishayim, who eat at a meal and they don't bench? No, 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 that's not how Rav Shem is talking. He's talking to Frum Yidin, who bench, and he's saying, besides Berchas Hamazon, there's something else you have to do. You must learn. 
So we have a machloikas between the Bartanura and the Taisus Yamtif. Bartanura says benching, good enough. Taisus Yamtif says benching, not good enough. How do we paskin? So, Rabbi Vadya Yosef has an interesting uh, middle ground. For you slide them out there. And he says like this. The Mishnah says two extremes. The Mishnah says if you don't speak Divay Taira, it's like you're eating from a Mizbeach of idolatry. If you do speak Divay Taira, it's like you're eating from the Mizbeach of Hashem. So he says like this. If you don't even bench, it's like you're eating from a table of idolatry. If you say Berchas Hamazain, it's not an idolatry. But it's still not like the Mizbech and the Beis HaMikdash. You want to reach the high level of the, of the Mizbech and the Beis HaMikdash. For that, you need Divay Taira. In other words, there's a middle ground. Birchas Hamazan is enough to get you out of Avodah But if you want to reach the highest level of eating at the Mizbech of Hashem, for that you need, um, that you need Divay Taira Mamish. Arach HaShulchan says, yeah, Arach HaShulchan says, that we, nowadays, look at number 23 for a minute. V'yatzleinu, v'yatzleinu, yotzim, b'masha oimrim al-narais b'avel. We hold, our Chashokhan says, that your yotze, if you sing before benching al-narais b'avel during the weekdays, or on Shabbos, if you say what? Shiram alois, that's good enough. But, matoivu manoim, if you could actually learn. So our Chashokhan is saying, you know, these psalms, these kachotochav tehillim, that is good enough. So I want to mention, Mishnah Bura, you know, Paisik Achrein, Paskin Talach Lamaisa, that you need to learn. Interesting. Mishnah Bura number 22. The Mishnah Bura says, Mitzvah Kaladam Lomai Tara Shulchanai. It's a mitzvah to learn at the table. Shekal Shulchan Shlayam Rolav Devei Tarkil Achlamizim And he brings down from the Shla, you should learn a Mishnah, you should learn Halacha, Agada, Musr, and you're not Yoytzeh with Berchas Hamazah. Mishnabura Paskin. Birchas Hamazan ain't gonna cut it. And then he says, you know what? If you if you can't learn, at least you'll say one Mizmar of Tehillim. You want some people say Mizmar, the David, Hashem Roy, Layaksar, but the Mishnabura is definitely Paskining, Birchas Hamazan ain't gonna cut it. Okay. But in any event, but I just want to mention there's a good trick. Ben Ishchai has a good trick. You know, even Ashkenazim could use the trick. And there is a halacha called Mayim Achroinim Chayva. The Sif and Shulchan Aruch, Mayim Achroinim Chayva. Says the Ben Ishchai, besides the fact that it's a Sif and Shulchan Aruch, and it's a short Sif, before you wash your Mayim Achroinim before benching, by the way, it's a good thing you came tonight. You know, a um, person should wash Mayim Achroinim before they bench. Halach and Shulchan Aruch. You know, people have different customs. I mean, unless you have a specific custom, going back to Moshe Rabbeinu, that you don't wash Mayim Achroinim, the Shulchan Aruch says you should wash Mayim Achroinim. And the Halach is Mayim Achroinim Chayva, so say the halacha at every meal. You know, it's a Tuesday afternoon. You're having a peanut butter sandwich. And, you know, you only have 10 minutes to down it. And you've got to run back to your job. And you realize, I didn't say Torah. Uh, you know, Wednesday night, you're, about, you're on to the shear. And you realize, yeah, I have to go to the shear. But I also have to say Dvar Torah at my table. So that's, you know, if you only have, you know, 0.01 seconds. Yeah, I mean, and maybe that will remind you to wash also. Yeah, but my machrim right? Three words. It's a quick halacha, and this way you would say the Indian of learning at the table, right? No, you don't need a mezuman for my machrim. My machrim has nothing to do with mezuman. Okay, now let's talk a little bit conceptually. What is the function of 
What is, excuse me, what is the function of Divrei Torah at the table? <coughs> the function of Divrei Torah. So there's a very interesting sefer, the Seder Hayoim. Seder Hayoim from Rav Moshe ben Macher, who is the author of a tefillah that we say every single day. Actually, it's the first tefillah we say in the morning. And he wrote the tefillah, Right? Not Bechemla Rabba. It's Bechemla, Kama, Rabba Emunasach. So he says like this. You know why we have to learn at the table? Very interesting. We want our eating to be considered like what? A carbon. So Hashem's looking down. You're telling me you're eating that burger? Because you want to sacrifice a carbon? You're offering something to me by eating that, that food? You're not thinking about me. You're thinking about the food. So how do you transform the achila into something of sanctity, says the Seder Ayayim? If you want your table to be like a mezbeach and your achila to be like a carbon, you need to inject some kedusha into the achila. How do you do that? By learning Torah, it transforms the eating. So that's an interesting role that Divrei Torah plays at the table. Reb Chaim Vital says another very interesting uh, concept why to say Divrei Torah at the table. And that is, if your table is like what? Mizbeach. And the achila is like a carbon. Any levium over here? Gavi, you're a levy. What were the levium doing while the carbon was being brought? They're singing. So, what are you going to do? You're going to call a levy every time you want to eat a meal to sing for you? No. So, what do you do? Saying divrei taira. Taira is a shira. It's a zimra. The words of taira that you learn take the place of the shira of the levim while karbanas are being brought. It's amazing. Right? The, the learning of taira that a person does at the table takes the place of the song of the levim. Okay. But what we're suggesting, Rabbi Isai, is that Learning Torah at the table has another function. What's the third function? Besides the singing of the Levim, besides transforming the Achila into a carbon, it's the Ketairas. It's the Ketairas. <coughs> By the way, this Chiddush is from the Sefer Shvilei Pinchas, Tavshin Ayin Gimel, a few parashiyos ago. This point that I just said. So the eating, the, the words of Torah, Rav Chaim Vital says it's the Shira of the Levim. The Seder Ayyam says it transforms the Achila. And what we're saying is that the saying Divetaira is the Hakravas Hakatairas. It's the Ketairas. And how beautiful it is. Because what was the purpose of the Ketairas? It, it atoned for Lashon Hara. What's the Kapara for Lashon Hara? Divetaira. The Gemara Nerechen Tezvavam Bey says, if a person spoke Lashon Hara, how do you rectify it? You do tshuva, but you need to use your mouth to be mesakein, mida kenegen mida. You use your mouth to speak words of Lashon Hara. So the way to rectify it is to speak words of Tyra. But what we're going to have to explain is, if today the Ketairas is the Divrei Tyra, then why isn't my Tyra in the base Medrash good enough? Why do I have to go eat and then speak Divrei Tyra? Uh, I'm sitting the whole day, I'm learning Daf Yoimi, and I'm learning Omer Yoimi, and Chafetz Chaim Yoimi, and Tanakh Yoimi, and I have Sudaram the whole day. No, no, that's not going to fix it. I have to eat a sandwich and then learn. That's going to fix my Lashonara. Why specifically at the table? By the way, I just want to point out, and divert for, for a few moments, very interesting. When should you learn at the table? 
before you eat or after you eat? So I would have said before, right? You're always supposed to take care of chetzei shamayim before your own uh, needs. You're always supposed to, right? You're not eat before davening. You daven first and then you eat. You're always supposed to take care of your, the needs of heaven before your own needs. And yet we find in a number of sources that when it comes to divrei Torah at the table, you're supposed to eat first and then learn. Why? It's very interesting. So the al Sheikh says, the al Sheikh in Parshas Achrimais, he says a very interesting reason why you should first eat. The Gemara says, in order to learn properly, you need a clear head. So if you want to say a good Torah, if you're famished and you're starving, you know, the, the Torah is not going to come out good. So first you eat, satisfy yourself, your mind is clear, and then you could say over a good, uh, good Vat, a good Shtikl Torah. That's one reason why one should first eat, and then he should, he should learn. Another reason is offered in... Uh, <coughs> The Sefer called Sefer HaChayim, from the brother of the Maralmi Prague, he says like this. He says, you know, the whole day you're looking forward to your dinner, right? The whole day, from the moment you got up, you're looking at your watch. When am I going to eat supper already, right? What's for supper? You called your wife five times, what's for supper, right? You actually, you planned a week ago, right? You told her, and you've been looking forward to supper. And then, finally, you get home, and after one minute, the supper's gone. What happened? You've been looking forward to this for seven days, and now the supper's gone. And now you're thinking about, I've been looking forward for so long, and now I have nothing good to look forward after I ate it. Right? You think, that's what I was looking forward to, and now all it's doing is causing me problems. After a person eats, he's able to recognize the emptiness, the futility, the, 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 the hevel of Achila. How a person gets so caught up in the Achila and it's gone so quickly. And what do you have to show for it? Nothing too good. Right? So after you eat, then a person is in the proper frame of mind to understand what the point of life is. Before you eat, you're too caught up. You're too engrossed in what you're about to do. After you eat, you realize that that which you've been looking forward to is not all it's cut out to be. Right? Like the stipler says, well, you know, you're looking forward to the piece of steak. You can't get the whole thing in your mouth at one time. Right? All you can get in your mouth is, you know, maybe this amount. This little thing over here of, you know, artery-clogging material, that's what you've been looking forward to? This thing over here, this tiny thing, what's it going to do for you? So before you eat it, you're not going to understand that. After you eat it, then you realize what the purpose of life is. And then he says an amazing thing. How many eyes do you have? Two. How many ears? Two. Two. One, two nostrils, right? And one mouth, right? Uh-huh. So we know the Bali Musa says it's to show that, you know, don't talk too much. But the Sefer Chaim says another reason. Shavi is Kaidesh, right? We know the seventh day of the week is holy. The seventh year is Shemitah. The seventh Shemitah is Yoiva. The Shvi, number seven, is holy. What's number seven? Two eyes, two ears, two nostrils. Number seven is your mouth. You have to use your mouth for Kedusha. And then he says something very interesting. He says, That's what Chazal mean. We know there's halacha. You have to feed your animals before you feed yourself. You know what that's a remez to? The animal refers to your body. Yourself refers to your neshama. Before you feed your neshama, by learning at the table, first feed the animal, the behema. What's that? The guf. That's what Chazal means. Before you write the halacha, you know, if a person has a, 
uh, a pet, a goldfish. Talacha. You have to feed your animal before you feed uh, yourself. But also, before you feed your neshama, first you give to the guf. Rabbi Sai Ben Ashchai says a very interesting thing. Why did Hashem make it that we learn Torah with the same orifice that we eat? You ever wonder about that? Right? Would anybody ever put food on a Sefer Torah? Chas Shalom. So why did Hashem make it that the mouth that we learn with, we learn with? So it says like this. Think about how you ate supper. Right? Did anybody ever fall asleep in the middle of supper? <laughs> Most people, when they're eating supper, you know, they're looking forward. They're eating it with geschmack, with cheshek, biava, besimcha, beratzoin. So when you open up the Gemara and you start to learn, you should take a musr. How did I just use my mouth to eat? That's how I should use my mouth to learn, with the same geschmack, with the same cheshek, with the same ratzoin. That's what it means, says a Benish Chai. Ain Kiddush, Suda. You know how you sanctify your mouth? When you realize that it's in the same place as your Suda was. That's what it means. Okay. So, Abaisai, what we're learning is that the Divrei Torah at the table serve a very important function. It transforms the Achila into a carbon. It takes the place of the Shira of the Levium. And what we are saying today is from the Vilna Gain, that the Shulchan spells out Shechelas, Levaina, Chelbana, Nata. The Devetaira that a person speaks at the table is the place of Ketairas, which is Mechaper for what? Lashon Hara. Why are we specifically Mechaper for Lashon Hara at the table? Rabbi Sai, where does most Lashon Hara take place? At the table. At the table. When you're eating, you're sitting around, you're schmoozing, you're eating, you're gossiping. So you have to be masaking the Lashon Hara in the same place. In fact, if you look, where does the Torah say don't speak Lashon Hara? What does Targum Uncle say? means don't eat Rachel. Kortzen. Look at the Targum. Take a look on your sheets. Toward the end. <coughs> Number 33, the Targamonkalus translates. Don't eat winks. Not winkies. Winks. What does that mean? You know, Bali Lashon Hara, if you're a good Bali Lashon Hara, I'm not going to tell you all the tricks, but if you want to be a good Bali Lashon Hara, Bali Lashon Hara, you don't want to say it outright. You're going to say outright what the guy is. You say in general, you know, People are so, you know, this and this. And then you wink at the guy you're talking about. That's the way Bali Lashonara do it. That's what Rashi says. It, right? Don't eat winks. Winks is refers to Lashonara. Why don't eat? Says Rashi. Because where do people speak Lashonara? They sit down to a meal and they're kaivea suda over Lashonara. So then, therefore, if the function of divrei taira is the kataras and kataras is mechaper for Lashonara, Makes a lot of sense. You have to specifically do it at the meal. That's the place where the Lashon Hara happens. The Lashon Hara takes place at the Suda. Rabbi said, I'm going to tell you something. It's mind-boggling. You know, you think, you ate a meal. Big deal. I said a vart. I didn't say a vart. Is it such a big deal? I'm going to tell you what one dvartar at a meal could change the course of Jewish history. Okay, and this is not an over-exaggeration. The Gemara tells us in Masech the Megillah, 
Look in Megillah, your base on the base. Right? It says in uh, Megillah Sester, Parak Aleph, it was the seventh day of the Suda. It was the seventh day. And the king's heart was uh, satisfied with wine, you know? <coughs> so Gemara asks, and yeah, he's been drinking for 186 days. Well, until now, he didn't drink enough. Now, the 187th day, now all of a sudden he drank enough. Why all of a sudden now does he bring out Vashti? Says the Gemara Amar Rava, Yom Hashvi Shabbos Haya. The seventh day was Shabbos. What do Jews do on Shabbos? Says the Gemara, Yisrael Eichlin, Jews eat. The Shoisin, they drink. Maschilin, and what do Jews start to talk about? Devei Torah. What do Goyim talk about at a meal? Aval but Goyim, Oichem they eat, Vishoisin they drink, they don't start to speak Devei Torah. They don't start to say a vart from the Vilna What do they say? They speak foolishness. They speak about lewd topics. They speak about immorality. And the Kachava, the Gemara tells us, that a fight broke out at the Suda. The Madiim, the Medians, start to say, Ah, oh, our women, they're the most beautiful. And the Persians start to say, No, 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 no. no. The Parasian, the Persian women, they're the most beautiful. So Achashverosh is getting involved. Achashverosh says, No, you're both wrong. My wife, she's uh, from Bavel. She's going to top them all. So they said, Yeah, prove it. So they brought out Vashti in uh, compromised circumstances. Okay. As the Ben Yoyada, right? Who wrote the Ben Yoyada? Ben Eshchai, right? A lot of Ben Eshchai today. Ben Eshchai, Oyd Yosef Chai, Ben Yoyada. Right. He says like this. Right? So Gemara's telling you, how did Vashi end up coming out? Because a fight broke out. These said our wives are more beautiful. These said our wives are more, more beautiful. Achishver said, no, it's my wife. So fine. Why does the Gemara interject that Jews, when they eat, they speak the Torah? What's that got to do with anything? Gemara is trying to explain to me how Vashti ended up coming and parading herself. You know how? Because a fight broke out, and Achashur says, my wife's the most beautiful, and they brought out Vashti. Who cares that Jews speak Divrei Torah at the table? Says the Ben Yoyada, you ready for this? Because you would pro- Now, Rabbi I would like to suggest that when the Gemara says, they were Nene from the Suda of Achashverosh, it's not that they ate the food, the food was kosher. But the Jews mm. took pleasure from the conversation. From the conversation. That's what it means, they were nana. They were nana from the conversation. By the way, very important, you know, people work in offices and goyim. All they talk about is immoral, they talk about nashim, they talk about immoral concepts, right? A Jew doesn't participate in those conversations. We don't talk about, um, we don't talk about opposite genders. It's not appropriate. We don't comment on that. Goyim, you know, that's what they talk about. A Jew has to involve in, in that kind of conversation. Perhaps what the Gemara means, they were nene from the Suda, means they were nene from the conversation. Says the Ben Yehoyada, why is the Gemara telling us that they were Jews who were speaking the very Torah? Listen to this. Because you may be bothered by the following question. How could it be that the Jews are sinning, they're being nene from the Suda of Achashverosh, and God is saving them at that very moment by having Vashti killed? Does that make any sense? At the very moment, the Jews are doing a terrible Avera, being Nana from the Suda. God is killing Vashti and allowing Esther to become queen? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. At the moment the Jews are sinning, God's saving us? What's the answer? Because even though at that moment some Jews were sinning, some Jews were doing something out of this world. They were saying the Dvar Torah at the meal. 
And because they spoke a Dvar Torah at the meal, the Jewish people were saved from Haman. Well, that is a major concept, right? You know, that's an earth-shattering concept. That's an earth-shattering idea. Right? If we were to ask, what did Klai Yisrael do that God saved us from Haman? Right? That means, think about it. The entire Jewish people were going to be annihilated. How did we overcome that? Two minutes of Atayra at the Suda. That's what Ben Yayada says. That the Divetayra, Klai Yisrael spoke at Suda, at the Suda, saved the entire Jewish people. Amazing. That's what he says. That's what the man says. Says the Ksav Soifer, listen to this. Ksav Soifer writes in a, in a tshuva, why is there a mitzvah of Sudas Purim on Purim? Why do we have a Suda? For what? To commemorate what? Because what do Jews do at the Suda? At a Suda, they speak the Vetaira. And since the whole salvation of Purim came about through speaking the Vetaira at a Suda, Chazal were masakin to have a Suda on Purim and then speak the Vetaira to commemorate what saved us. That's a new reason for Sudas Purim. Yeah, you have to remember that. Another 363 days, right? You have to remember that. The reason for Sudas Purim is to commemorate how the Jewish people were saved. But it's good to remember for every meal. It's good to remember for every meal. That in the eyes of the Rebbein to speak words of Torah at a meal is something momentous, something monumental, something incredible. It looms very large in the eyes of Hashem. That is what saved us from Haman. And that gives us a new insight, Rabbi Isai, into what the Ramah says, before you start your meal, you should learn your Sudas Purim. The Ramah says, learn something. La Yehudim Haisa, Aira is Taira. The Simcha is the Sudas Purim. Well, what's this, just a Remez? No, the Ramah is alluding to this concept, that the whole purpose, the whole Yeshua of Purim, came about through Divrei Torah at the meal. That is why Rabbi Isai, Rabbeinu Ephraim tells us, one of the Rishonim, he tells us, you know, in Parshish Chuma, the Aron, which housed the Luchas, the Torah, was juxtaposed to the Shulchan, to tell you that what do you have to do at your table? Learn something! And we'll conclude with the following. Rabbeinu Bechaye in Parshish Chuma tells us, anybody know what, the, what was the Shulchan made out of in the Mishkan? Atzei? Shitim. Shitim wood. Says Rabbeinu Bechaye, what does Shitim spell out? Shalom. Taiva, Yeshua, Mechila. Four important things that we all want. Peace, goodness, salvation, atonement. Shitim, Shalom, Taiva, Yeshua, Mechila. If a person, you know, uses his table properly, it is a tremendous pipeline, a tremendous avenue to gain great bracha from the Banisham. Peace, Taiva, Yeshua, Mechila. You know, person, if they were think, you know, what's the most important thing in their house? What's the most important thing in their house? Right? Well, what's the holiest item in their house? Their svarim, their books, Sefer Torah. Uh, what's the most important? Make the case. The most important item in one's house is your table. Hmm. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, you feed, you bring people to your table, you feed people food, you give them good company, a good meal. It's like being mocked with a carbon. The Divrei Taira, you're emulating the Levim, Shira and the Beis You're transforming your Achila. The Divrei Taira is like Haktaras Ketairas. Says Rabbeinu Chabachaye, amazing thing. In France, in the Middle Evil Ages, in Sarfas, people used to take, when a person passed away, 
they would take the table and they would make it into their coffin. Why? Because people understood the most important thing that they wanted to take with them is what they did at their table. What they did at their table. Yeah, Rabbeinu Bechayi writes that in France, right? In the early, uh, the, the early 12th century, people would take their table because you have such an opportunity. When you sit down to your table, you're not just sitting down to a table. It's the Mizbeach HaChitzayn, it's the Mizbeach HaPnimi, you have the Levium there, you have Karbanois, Chatos, Asham, Oila. It's an amazing thing, a tremendous thing. And that's the Pshat in the Pasuk, that although there are 11 ingredients of the Ketores, what are the most important ones? The ones that bring out this idea that a person's table is like the Shulchan, is like the Mizbeach, Shecheles, Levina, Chelbana, Nataf, Rabbi Sai, have a wonderful evening. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.